Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you will build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Well, hello, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 117 of the People Powered Business Podcast. So great to have you here. I hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever you're up to, enjoying today's episode of the podcast. Now, before we dive in to a very interesting topic today, I wanted to let you know that if you have a challenge with an employee at the moment or you've ever had a bit of a headache with one of your staff members, I've got a great resource which is available to you for free. I'm going to tell you a little more about it later in the podcast, but if you want it to grab it straight away, the link is in the show notes or you can just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash guide. The resource is an ebook which talks you through dealing with problem employees and it demonstrates basically how to identify what kind of problem employee you've got uh, and there's a few different types and most importantly what the solution is to your problem. So if you are frustrated with one of your team members right now and you might even be getting to that stage where you're thinking am I going crazy? Is it me or is it actually them that's the problem? This ebook is the perfect resource for you. So grab the link from today's show notes or just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au for slash guide. Now, let's get into today's episode and it is a, a perfect segue from the guide I was just telling you about because today we're chatting about what happens when you're frustrated with one of your employees and in fact why you might be frustrated with one of your employees. I think frustration is a term that I hear possibly most often when I'm chatting to business owners or members of People Powered HR that have got a challenge with one of their employees. And you know what it's like. You, you, you know there's a problem, but sometimes it's a little hard to articulate what the problem is or even sometimes to identify what the problem is. But the feeling that you get, it is frustration. And 
employees can be frustrating for a whole range of reasons. Um, and that's part of what we're going to talk about today. But it is one of those feelings. And when you have it as a business owner or a leader in a business, it can have quite an impact on you because it can be that feeling that leaves you wondering whether you're in fact overreacting or going insane because things just get under your skin. It can take up mental space and time and energy thinking about how frustrated you are and feeling frustrated. It can also throw your motivation off a little because when you're in a you know, negative vibe because of frustration with an employee, it means you're not looking as positively as you might at other challenges you might be facing in your business, or it's just taking distraction away from other things that need your focus. And so I get why, why it is such a challenge when you do have that feeling of frustration with one of your team. So typically, and we're going to unpack this in some more detail, but employees are frustrating us as business owners and leaders generally because they either aren't performing or aren't behaving as we expect. Does that sound about right to you? When you think about someone you've been frustrated with, what it really comes down to is they're either not performing or, and I think even more often actually, not behaving as we expect. And I think that's where frustration can really come to the light because the behaviors, they're a little harder to articulate and identify and explain and get people on board with. So I think sometimes the behavioral stuff is, is actually way harder to deal with than the you know technical performance stuff. And when it comes to expectations, do we need to look at what our expectations are of our team members? Are our expect expectations, I should say, right for that role and for that person? And have we communicated our expectations clearly? I'm going to unpack a bit about that today too, because uh, sometimes it is a bit our fault, to be honest. And then I want to share with you the three most common causes of frustration when it comes to one of your team members. Because like everything, knowledge is power. And when we understand what's causing the problem, we're in a much better position to figure out what to do about it, right? So I hope that sounds like a great topic to unpack today. And I can assure you by the end of this episode, you're going to be feeling a little less frustrated and at least have a plan of attack as to what you need to do next. So as I said, employees are typically frustrating you because they aren't doing what you expected and that might come down to, um, you know, expectations on deadlines or there's a whole range of things. So I guess firstly, if, if you're thinking about it and you think, oh, you know, they're not doing what's expected, let's unpack what some of your expectations are. So are your expectations, and, and these are expectations you should have, I just want to preface by saying this, these are things we should expect from our team. Um, it might be an expectation around the completion of tasks, around meeting deadlines, such an important one. In fact, I spoke to someone just a few weeks back and they explained to me that they kept asking an employee for a particular task and it just was never happening and never getting done. And I said, well, did you give them a deadline? Oh, no, I just kept asking for it. Well, you know, unless you give them a deadline and you're prepared to uphold that deadline with some kind of reaction, response, you know, even disciplinary action in some cases, then why does an employee have any incentive to meet the deadline? So frustration around not meeting deadlines is a big one. It might be a frustration around the quality of the work that's being produced. So maybe it's getting done on time, but it's just not at the level that you expected. 
You might have expectations around time and attendance. You know, when are you going to be where you said you were going to be? And this this is becoming a really even more challenging expectation as we move to work from home and remote work being um, much more common. I've been working with businesses recently who were always in office businesses. And even though they did go to work from home during the lockdowns and pandemic, they, you know, wanted to revert straight back to work, uh, working from the office. And for their current team, that was fine. But going to the market and finding new employees who are willing to do in-office work, they were struggling to find quality people. And the moment they went to working from home, Oh, the floodgates opened and we had had so many great applicants. But the challenge when people are working from home and you're allowing some flexibility and, and flexibility is great, but you, you also need to have some parameters around that. You know, who's online when? And, and one of our members of People Powered HR has recently gotten really, really clear about this and has put some really great parameters in place because whilst she wanted to give her team the flexibility, it was all one way. All the flexibility was at their end and she never had any idea who was going to be online when. When she was working, she couldn't get things off them because they weren't online. And she's created this hybrid situation, which is fabulous, where she's got core working hours every day where they're all online and then the other hours can be worked more flexibly. But at least there's some core periods where there's an expectation that between, you know, whatever it is, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., we're all online. So that if someone needs something from one of their colleagues, they can get it in real time. And and that's really important. So managing time and attendance expectations and also your expectations around import versus outcomes. So again, this is an old school expectation that, um, you know, my expectation is you do eight hours of work a day. Well, how about your expectation is the job gets done no matter how many hours it takes. I mean, I think we can really reframe that. But for many businesses, the focus is still on number of hours at a site per day rather than the results that are being achieved. So to understand why you're being frustrated about your expectations not being met, it's firstly really important to understand what your expectations actually are. And this, you know, this is where your position description is your best friend, getting really clear with KPIs and with measurements and performance-based, you know, metrics. What is it that I actually expect from this person in this role. And clarity at this point is so, so important. So often when I'm talking to business owners, I'll say, well, what is it that you expect? And they they actually can't articulate it themselves. They, They know they're frustrated by what's not being done, but they can't actually put their finger on what they expect. Now, if they don't know what you they expect, if you don't know what you expect, how on earth are your employees meant to know what you expect from them? So if you're feeling frustrated, it is almost certain that it's because your expectations are not being met. But in order to really hone in on dealing with that frustration, you first really, really need to get clear about what your expectations actually are. So they can be those, you know, performance-based expectations like I've just run through, but also, and this can be a little more challenging, getting really clear about what those behavior-based expectations are. This can be things like how we deal with customer complaints, things like how we answer the phone, um, because they're the little things that will frustrate you and get under your skin to the point that you kind of end up rolling everything in because you can't articulate the fact that actually just, I don't like how you do that. And it's not a personal attack. This is about building your culture. 
The little behaviors that happen day in and day out in your business from you and from your team are what build your company culture. So if you're frustrated with your behavioral-based expectations not being met, it's really important, again, that you can define and articulate what those expectations are, and of course that they're reasonable, and that you've communicated that to your team. And that really leads me on to my next point, and that is this. Are your expectations reasonable, and how well have you actually communicated these with your team? Because guess what? They are not you. They cannot read your mind. And just because you think you've made it clear does not actually mean you've made it clear. So here's what I see happen a lot. Um, A business owner is looking for someone to be just like them. I can tell you now, you are setting yourself up for failure if you go to the market to look for that person or if you expect any of your team to be that person. You own this business. You're the entrepreneur. You're the risk taker. You're the driven one. You probably do things faster and maybe even better in some cases than your team. And that's okay. But what's not okay is you expecting them to be you or even to be like you. That, my friend, is an unrealistic expectation. And if you're putting that expectation on your team, you will get frustrated because it ain't going to happen. The thing is, and actually I was having this conversation with one of our people-powered HR members this week, there's kind of two types of people. There's your business owners and entrepreneurs, and there's your employees. No one is better or worse, but people are inclined one way or another. It's why so many people start side hustles but don't succeed, because they're actually better employees. And it's why so many employees become frustrating to business owners, because they've got a natural entrepreneurial instinct. But your employees are working for you because they want to be employees. If they want it to be running their own business, they would be running their own business and they would be taking all the risks and all the challenges and all the sleepless nights that go along with that. But that is not them. So expecting them to treat this like their own business, to behave like you, to perform in the same way you do, to do things in the same timeframes as you is simply not realistic on the most part. So drop the expectation that they're you, they're going to be like you, and they're going to do everything just like you because it's unrealistic. There's a line in a song from the early 90s, and I always bring musical references into the podcast, it seems. It's from the Jim Blossoms. In fact, I think I did a whole episode about this. And it's one of my favorite songs. And the line goes something along the lines of, if you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down. And that's exactly what happens with our employees. We put them up at a level where our expectations are so high that we end up feeling let down and frustrated. But the problem isn't the employees in this case. The problem is our expectations. So in order to stop the frustration, we need to make sure our expectations are right. Inside our free Facebook group recently, which is HR Support for Australian Businesses, if you're not already there, head over to Facebook and join us. It's a super fun group. I asked um, I asked the group about their tips for delegation and we got some awesome, awesome responses. And one of the members shared that when she delegates something, she expects in her mind it's going to take two to three times the amount of time it takes her to do it. And I loved that share in the group because it's true. 
And this is why we don't delegate very well as business owners, because we can do it faster. But that expectation is not reasonable to put on our employees. So I loved that this member shared that actually I'm going to expect that it's going to take you a couple of, you know, maybe twice as long as me, at least in the beginning. You'd hope over time that gap will shorten, but in the beginning it's going to take longer. So these are all the expectations that we've really got to let go of or we're just going to be constantly frustrated with our team and it's not fair on them. The other challenge that we have with our expectations is actually communicating them. (laughs) Simple, right? But we do such a bad job at it. We think it's assumed knowledge. We think because we said it once in passing that it's ingrained in their brains. We think that because they've seen someone else do it that they'll just know that that's the right thing to do. It's not that simple. You do need to articulate it clearly and sometimes often. And that's not because our employees aren't getting it. It's because if it's not something they're doing all the time, it's not front of mind. And so they may need that little reminder. We are sometimes really, really bad at communicating our expectations. And then, of course, the result is our expectations aren't met and we get frustrated with our team. So communicate. Do you have a communication problem on your hands? And I know, I know it's tough, but we are all, all guilty of this at some point in time. And if we haven't set the right expectations and we haven't communicated those expectations, then guess what? It's our fault that our team are frustrating us, not theirs. So get clear about what your expectations are and communicate them. And that will remove a whole stack of frustration for you. But assuming we've done all of that and we're still getting frustrated by our employees, what's actually going on here? Why are we feeling frustrated? Here's the thing. Whilst it might show up in a million different ways, at the crux of it, there's three key common causes of frustration from our employees. Now, this is going to sound simple, given that the symptomology that you might see in terms of what you're seeing play out in the workplace might be far more complex. But when you break it down and you look at what's really frustrating you, these are the three most common causes. The first one is that you've got a skills gap on your hands. The the employee does not have the skills to do the role or doesn't have the skills to do the role at the level that you expect them to. There's a mismatch here. Now, it could have been because you've hired incorrectly and you haven't been clear about the skills you needed or they told you they had the skills and they didn't, but there is a skills gap. Maybe over time, the skills gap has emerged because technology has changed or something else has changed in the workplace and the employee hasn't kept up. Maybe things have changed and the employee's skill set no longer serves the business in the way that it used to when they were first with you. So skills gaps can appear for a few different reasons. It's not all about hiring the wrong person, although that is one of the key points that we find. But one of the most common causes of frustration is a skills gap. And it can be really frustrating when you have a skills gap, when you've got a person that doesn't have the skills, but everything else about them is great. Like you love having them around. They're a great fit for the team. They're actually really motivated and they want to try so hard. So you want to do the right thing by them but the skills are just not there. 
And some months actually back, I was chatting to uh, members of People Powered HR, Jane and Helen, and they had an issue like this on their hands where they had someone they loved in their team who tried so hard, but the role that that person was in at the time, the skills match just wasn't there. And they were able to look at it and find a solution and find the right role and, and retain someone who was so motivated because you don't want to lose someone that's motivated. It's so hard to find someone that's a great cultural fit and wants to try hard. So if you can find a way to use the skills they've got or upskill them, perfect scenario. So a skills gap is definitely one of the key sources of frustration. The second key cause of frustration, and for me this is the most frustrating is someone whose motivation is missing in action. These people frustrate me to no end. These are the people that just do enough, but like they do the bare minimum. They're certainly not doing anything outside of what you're going to make them do. You're constantly chasing them and it's so frustrating just to get the basics done. They're a pretty good team fit and everyone likes them, which makes it even more frustrating, but they're just disengaged for some reason. Their motivation has gone MIA. And I do find them the most frustrating because they've got all the skills for the job. You know they're capable. And when they're on and their motivation's on, they're amazing. But right now it's missing and does my head in, these people. It's really, really tough. So that is definitely a key cause of frustration. Their motivation is MIA. And the third key cause of frustration is when you're trying to squeeze a square peg into a round hole. And this comes down to cultural fit. You know they're great at the job. They might be highly motivated, but they just don't fit in. Sometimes when you've got someone that doesn't fit in and and their behaviors are just so out of line with your culture, it can kind of be a little cringeworthy. Like every time you hear them talk to a customer, you're just like, oh, no. Or you see the work that they're producing is technically great, but just so out of alignment with what you do and what you're about. And it can be really hard. And you, you try and keep them because, you know, they're technically brilliant. But it is like squeezing a square peg in a round hole. It's never going to fit because the cultural fits off. And it can be so frustrating because finding someone with those skills can be so hard, especially in the current market, that you just think, surely we can make it work. Maybe you can, but a lot of the times you can't. And so that's absolutely a key point of frustration. So our three most common causes of frustration, you've got a skills gap on your hands, their motivation is missing in action, or you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, someone who doesn't fit your culture into your team. Now, as I said, I know that sounds like basic, but when you think about all the different frustrations you feel with your team, I'm willing to bet almost certainly that if you really dig down, it fits into one of these three categories, or maybe even into two out of three of these categories when you really think about it. Does that sound right? If that's the case for you, I want to remind you that we've got a free resource. And if you're feeling frustrated and you're thinking it could be one of those issues, I just don't know how to quite identify it. I really encourage you to download the free ebook guide that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. The link is in the show notes. The URL to go to is peopleparedbusiness.com.au forward slash guide. It's going to give you the exact answers to the type of problem you've got and the solution you need to take to deal with that problem. So let's recap what we've spoken about today. When we are feeling frustrated by an employee on our team, it always comes down to the fact that they're not meeting our expectations. Whether it's about performance or behavior, they're not meeting our expectations and that's why we feel frustrated. 
But the first thing we need to do before we deal with it is actually check what our expectations are, get clarity. Because if we're not clear about our expectations of our team, we've got no chance of them being clear about that. So we've got to get clear in it ourselves. And so often we are not. We know we're frustrated, but we don't know why. And it's because we're not clear. And even when we are clear, we tend to do a pretty terrible job by and large at communicating those expectations. And it is the simplest thing to do. So once you're clear about your expectations, be sure to have communicated that clearly and articulately and as often as you need to, to your team so they really understand what is expected from them. And don't feel like that is mean or nasty or micromanaging. Fundamentally, our people actually do want to know what's expected from them. It gives them a sense of psychological safety at work. So you're actually being kind by being clear about your communication about your expectations, I should say, clearly communicating your expectations. And once you've done all of that, if you've still got a frustration on your hand, remember it comes down to one of three things or maybe a combination of two of these three things. You've got a skills gap on your hands, their motivation is missing in action, or you're trying to squeeze a square peg in a round hole. And once you know which one or which combination of those things that it is, then there is a solution for you. And to get the solution, as I mentioned, just go ahead and grab your guide, peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash guide, or the link is in today's show notes. That is it for me for today. I hope that's been useful in helping you to get clearer about why you might be frustrated with your team, what's causing the frustration, and really what's at the bottom of it all, because that is what is most important. If you're still not clear on your expectations, I encourage you to just take some time, think it through, get the position description and KPIs sorted, get clear and communicate it with your team. And if you've done all of that and you're still frustrated, grab your guide, figure out what's going on, and the guide's going to give you the exact next solution. It's been great to chat to you today on the podcast. I can't wait to speak to you again next week. In the meantime, have an awesome week. 